Blog Talk Radio. Catch him in this linen net Keep on so I don't forget From the Cyber Station USA studios, it's Music Friday, the end of the week where you choose the bands we interview and we put them on the air for you to talk to. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan in Los Angeles, California, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Cyber Station USA network the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates around the country. It's September 13, Friday the 13th, but it's good luck today because we're going to be talking to two great talents, the power music duo Maddie Elise and Peter Anthony of Polaris Rose and a rising young songstress, Jesse Fleischer. So how do you choose who you want us to interview on Music Friday? Well, you just go to our website. That's right. You just go to our website. That's Music Friday at Nation. Uh, music Friday dot not at dot nationbuilder dot com and click on your choice right up there on the top on the right. Your choice. That will bring up a form that you can fill out that lets us know who you want to hear on the air. That's Music Friday dot nationbuilder dot com and click on your choice. Tell us who you want to hear. We count the votes for bands, and the top vote-getter every week goes on the show. So that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. And, oh, by the way, while you're at it, if you're listening to us on a podcast and you'd like to know a little bit more about the uh, the bands and the, and the CDs we play, I write music reviews. And you can find those at vincemagazine.com. That's vincemagazine.com. Every week I put up one or two uh, reviews. I also put up... Uh, sometimes the uh, the interviews I have, so that's go, so go to vincemagazine.com and read my reviews of the full CDs of the artists that we have on the air. Well, before we talk to our artists, I got to do a quick word from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. In 2000, way back in 2000, I put solar panels on my roof. My solar system—that's electric panels. My solar system. My solar system cut my energy bills in half. That's right, in half. They cut my energy bills right down the middle. In fact, I could actually go out and look at my electric meter go backwards. That's a great feeling. I'll tell you, when your electric meter goes backwards, it is a great feeling. So I want to recommend to you that you do it. And you can do it right now a lot easier than I can do it because when I did it, I had to pay for the upfront costs. But you don't have to do that anymore because Solar City has eliminated the upfront cost. That's right. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero down payment on approved credit. That's right, no upfront costs on approved credit. How do they do this? Well, they come out and they install the solar panels on your house or your business. They install the right solar system on your house and your business. They maintain it, they insure it, and you don't pay for it. Solar City pays for it. And and all you have to do is sit back and enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you. It is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? Well, you call my friend Tina at Solar City. You tell Tina you heard about it on Music Friday. Tell her Patrick sent you, and she will give you a $250 discount on your order. Tina's number, write it down, 909. 909- 618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And remember to tell Tina that I sent you. We're going to have to take a quick break right now to welcome in our radio stations around the country. And when we come back, oh, when we come back, we have Polaris Rose. Don't go away. You're listening to Fairness Radio's program, Music Friday. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, 
a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. You're listening to Music Friday on the Block Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network. And I want to listen. I don't want to welcome our radio listeners around the country. And incidentally, incidentally, we are an AM program, but we do have some FM listeners. And I want to say hi to all of our FM listeners. They're out there in Ashland, Oregon, great college town, great Shakespeare festival too. They're on KSKQ FM. Hi to everybody on KSK. KQ FM. And while I'm here, just let me uh, tip my hat to our friends on 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay, Florida. That's 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay, Florida. And I hope you are having a great uh, summer out in Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay. It's one of my favorite cities in Florida, even more so than uh, Disneyland, Disney World. Well, in a world where so many alt-rock and indie bands are male, all male, which is not bad, but it's predictable. Polaris Rose brings together male and female voices and guitars in a musical style that is much, much greater than the sum of its parts. It's not just that Maddie Elise and Peter Anthony blend male and female vocals together seamlessly. It's something else they do that's hard to put your finger on, but it's easy to hear. Their album, The Moon and Its Secrets, which will be released next Tuesday, floats and soars and hammers and rocks and ascends and plummets and hits electrifying turbulence and then smoothly soothes you as it carries you on a musical voyage to the other side of the moon. Well, how do they do that? How did they think of doing that? Well, they're here today, and maybe they can answer those questions. Maddie and Peter, welcome to Music Friday. Thanks so much for glad to be on. You know, your voices blend wonderfully in music, but not so well on the phone. So <laughs> we'll, 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 try to, we'll try to work that out. How did, the, Maddie, maybe you can answer this one. How did the two of you discover that breaking the all-male, alt-rock mold with, with your very different voices create, could create something wonderful? Maddie? To be honest, um, we kind of just started writing together randomly. I think it was for my sister's wedding which was a couple of years ago, and we were we decided to write a song together. And we just started seeing harmonies. We're both uh, trained musicians, so it kind of just fit. And we both love rock music, so it kind of fit even better. <laughs> so did, so did, we, you guys, did you guys meet at your sister's wedding? Uh, no, we met ahead of time at a mutual friend's show in Boston, and we started um, – it was between sets, and they were playing Rock With You by Michael Jackson. And we were both jamming out and talking about it and how much we loved Michael and how cool he is and how he's so influential. And from there, it was kind of history. Well, it, it's been a, a great history. I, I want to play a little bit of that history.
boy, that sneaks up on you and just grabs you by the throat. Uh, who, who wrote? Which one of the two of you wrote that? Uh, I wrote that song. It was that, um, it was originally a riff I wrote when I was traveling around Australia, actually, and then when um, we were kind of starting to write songs for our EP, and it, it was one of the first ideas that we really worked on. Uh, well, the, uh, obviously the collaboration works very well. I love the the, the word uh, the way you started off. Oceana contemplates the feel of her battle scars. Desperately, I mediate on a way to heal her heart. Who is Oceana, and what are those battle scars? Um, well, the the idea was to have it seem like you're singing a song about um, a person who was hurt, and you're trying to to help that person. And I guess that mm-hmm. would be Oceana. But mm-hmm. I really prescribed the kind of the Jungian. Uh, idea of ocean generally symbolizing the subconscious. Mm-hmm. So it is actually uh, supposed to be more, more of an that, internal that's, thing. That's one thing I, I like about uh, about your music is that you do alt rock and indie rock so well, but you also do it so intelligently, and that's uh, that's not easy to do, and and it's somewhat rare. Um, in general, how do you two collaborate? Do you both write? Does one of you write? Um, What's the, what's the teamwork like here? Uh, the initial ideas, I tend to, to be the guy who comes up with the various ideas. And then um, once I have something, some lyrics, a melody, I'll start. I'll, first, I'll try to just play it around Maddie when she's not paying attention and see if she responds. <laughs> and then and then she'll always let me know if she thinks it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Maddie, are you really not paying attention? I'm always not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. um, well, uh, Maddie, do you ever initiate uh, the the songs? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed what you said. Pardon me. What was what was the question? Oh, I missed it. Uh, are, are there songs in um, the album that you initiated? Uh, no, for the most part, Peter's the main songwriter. Um, okay. I kind of we'll talk about things and I'll tell him what, how I feel and what's going on and then he'll kind of take it and mold it and then I'll adjust a couple little things. But for the main part, Peter's the main songwriter of the group. It it sounds like uh, you guys have worked out uh, a, a a collaboration that is nice and easy and smooth and um, and which is uh, not easy to do for two musicians. It's a good thing you're best friends. Um, I'm going to play an, uh, another one. This is what, one that I've been playing all week because I, it just, uh, it's just such a great earworm. I like that long uh, that that line. Uh, you can have it all, baby, but you know it's still not enough. Um, that sums up a lot of a lot of things in life. Um, yeah. What's the uh, the dream sound back there? The woo 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 woo. Uh, that's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's a uh, it's a paw. It's, uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I didn't do that with my voice. I should have tried though. <laughs> it, 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 it is a, it is uh it's a saw huh yeah it is oh, we okay. wanted to kind of do like an atmospheric sort of sci-fi background during that part 
Well, well, you did, but you know that can get out of hand, and you manage to keep it so subtle that that it, it's a nice highlight, but it doesn't get out of hand at all. It it, it stays right with the uh, uh, the rest of the song. And and uh, did you have to work on that a while to get that just right? Uh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I spent I spent days on that little section. Uh, there's there's always a lot more happening on the track at a given time than than you might think. Like lots of synths in the background just to kind of fill up the sound. So there's definitely a lot going on there. Um, actually, I I could tell that, that there's a lot going on in, in all of your music, and I wanted to ask you. Uh, first of all, who do, uh, who produces you, or do you produce yourselves? We, uh, we produce ourselves. Wow. Okay. Um, and and how does that work? Who's sitting at the board? Uh, Peter. Uh, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> what, we did, what we what we did is we um we would start by doing these sort of demos where we would flush out kind of the background noises and with to some MIDI drums. And then uh-huh. we went to our friend Carl Ferrer, who's a drummer out here in L.A., and uh-huh. uh, he would replace the drums with his actual amazing drumming. And then we would just kind of go from there and build. We went to uh, a fellow named Jan Perchuk at Vibrant Productions, and he helped us track better vocals. And and then we mixed it ourselves. It's uh, master. Next and mastered yourselves. Well, I, I have to um, tip my hat to you because you did such such an excellent uh, job. Uh, I want to remind our listeners that uh, we're talking to the dynamic power duo Polaris Rose, and you can talk to them too. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. You can email us at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And actually, we have some emails in, in here for, for you, too, for Maddie and Peter. So why don't I just uh, move uh, move over here to the other side, the other, the other computer screen, and I've got some questions for you. This is from Magic Man in Seattle. And Magic Man wants to know, do you both play lead or does one of you play bass? I play bass. Peter plays lead. Easy enough. Okay. Do you ever switch around? <laughs> no, uh, not really. Yeah, no. We could. <laughs> we, we could if we wanted we to, but yeah. Um, Maybe we'll Maddie, want that. <laughs> Maddie, that's, that's um, uh, interesting. I, I know um, a, a number of uh, women guitar players, um, who a lot of them actually, who, who play lead guitar. How did you get around to picking up the bass in life? Um, well, I actually was trained as a classical guitarist and went over to piano, and when the band got together, Peter was like, we need a bass player. So I volunteered myself to play bass. So you taught yourself to play bass? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Rhonda in Sioux Falls wants to know, um, did uh, the two of you play different kinds of music separately before you met? Um, Well... We will. When we met, we were both in different bands. Maddie, we were both out in Boston, kind of doing the music thing. And uh, I would think, Maddie, what, how would you describe me and RC? It was it was Berkeley rock. That's 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 the best explanation <laughs> that I can <laughs> think of. Yeah, uh, would you? Uh, I haven't heard that term before. Berkeley rock. Uh, if you hang out in uh, Boston and the Bank Bay area, most of the bands play what I like to describe as Berkeley rock. It's a little okay. more progressive than pop, but has a lot of rock influences to it. Well, <laughs> I'll have to remember that. I, I spent three years in Boston myself, and uh, somehow I never tripped over Berkeley rock. So, but you were there <laughs> a lot earlier than I am. All right. Well, uh, let's play a little bit of Berkeley rock, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
Well, as, as I was saying off the air, uh, that that's that's a topic that uh, if if you're in Boston and it's winter time, you're singing uh, about. So it, it was was that that the song that said, "Okay, we're going to get out of here and go to California." Uh, that song that song was kind of once we arrived in California. I think once we arrived in LA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, a little bit. <laughs> go ahead. It was a little bit more about uh, the culture of LA and what it's like to live out here. It's it's a little bit different. Maddie and I both lived in Boston for about three or four years, and uh, LA is a different kind of different kind of creature. Well, actually, we have an email here from Orly in L.A., and Orly wants to know exactly why did you move to Los Angeles? Uh, Peter, you can answer this one. <laughs> um, I think we 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 kind of felt like we had uh, kind of we were a little burnt out on Boston, kind of wanted to change. Thought we would try out the West Coast, so we actually moved out here together um, a while back, and. Uh, We've been just living and working on this band and trying to get it all set to go for the last couple of years now. Um, interestingly enough, I, I was having a conversation with the keyboard player from the bylines last night at, at Wits End, and we were discussing the difference between East Coast and, and West Coast music scene. And, and um, I've always felt that Los Angeles is the music capital of the country right now and probably the most competitive mm. place for new bands to get launched. And I don't know, what, what do you think about that? Is is this a tough place to, or is it a, a good place because there's so so many other people here that you can work with? I think it's a very interesting scene um, in the sense where at, in L.A. you can go to a different showcase every night seeing a great mm-hmm. band. Um, it is hard to get into that scene. Um, it's hard to book shows. It's hard to just get your wheels turning, but I feel like it's one of those situ- uh, scenes that once you do establish yourself, it's kind of interesting how easily this to progress. Interesting. Like out in Are Boston, there... you know, it's a lot of students who go to Berkeley, but there's no real industry out in Boston for the for music. And for our California listeners, I think he's talking about the Berkeley School of Music, not the University of California yeah. at Berkeley. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to uh, confuse anybody there. Um, Zasper in Jasper wants to know uh, when are you on tour? I don't. Know, you don't have a tour planned right now, do you? No, we don't. Not at the moment. Um, we're we're just being a little bit more regional with our playing and trying to be a little bit more focused on uh, Southern California, Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Well, well, Zasper and Jasper, why don't you uh, come to Los Angeles? Uh, just watch uh, <laughs> their website, and uh, they'll let you know when they're going to be playing, and you can come to Los Angeles and pre- preferably do it in the winter time too, uh, which oh, is yeah. a good time not to be in uh, in Jasper. Mike D in St. Louis uh, wants to know when you play live. Hmm. I'm not sure about the rest of the. Uh, I'm not sure I understand the rest of this question. When you play live, which of you does the audience cheer? I would think they cheer both uh. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, they cheer. They I, I'd hope they cheer both of us. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think what he's trying to get at there is is do one or the other of you have a big following? Are you sort of a personality unto yourself outside of the band, and, and you attract people? No, um, no, not really. Uh, I think as as a team, we, we seem to we we seem to feel people responding to the the team rather than us as individuals. Although we certainly there is certainly something called the Maddie Fan Club. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, Maddie, uh, want to tell us about the Maddie Fan Club? I plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I I, I, I have, can hear. Go ahead. Uh, I have my own fan club too, but they tend to be. Nerdy, nerdy guys who tend to get uh, man crushes on me. It's funny. Oh uh, well, we won't go there. But uh, but I, I can <laughs> hear millions of computer keyboards clicking away uh, on Google looking for the Maddie Fan Club right now. Uh, that's M A D D I E. And if anybody finds it, email it in or call in and let me know where it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Shirley zero one five four in Tampa wants to know is it tough being a woman with a guitar in a male world um to some extent yes 
but I, I'm really lucky to have Peter as my backbone to support me throughout everything. W- would you be able to do what you do without Peter? Um, I would like to think so, but it's it's nice to have him there. Well, I think based on your talent that uh, it, that I think you wouldn't have any trouble. And uh, I noticed this week the top ten musicians on the Billboard uh, list are all female. So maybe it's, it's awesome. yeah. So maybe it's getting easier and, and and easier. Well, there's another interesting song here I'd like to play a little bit of, and then we can talk about it. one of my favorite songs that, that that is an earworm did, did, did it take you a while to put that together because it's so precisely done um i don't even remember anymore I, I wrote that song years ago in boston actually i think just when i was walking around cambridge or something <laughs> which accounts for stay inside and listen for the rain yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um what when you recorded it did you have to work hard on on getting that just right? Yeah, the vocals took a while with it. I remember uh, being in uh, Jan's studio and just working and working and working those vocals until they landed. Yeah, I can. It, I remember. It should, go ahead. Well, I remember too when we were uh, working on the uh, instrumentation for the verses. Um, I did this whole thing, and then Maddie heard it one day, and she just kind of grimaced and looked at me and said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so we had to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we've got the the, uh, the Maddie the Gatekeeper fan club now, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, Reginald in Ashland wants to know um, how much practice does it take to do your harmonizing? Is it automatic, or is each song different and takes a lot of work? Um, we practice. Yeah, we practice every day. Yeah, we practice every day, but I feel like the harmonies come pretty easily. It's the other step that takes a little while. That's interesting. So so what is it that takes the most time if it's not the harmonies? The actual music behind it. The actual um, music. Putting together, like putting together all the layers and what's going into everything is what really takes takes time. The songs, like um, most of these songs are written acoustically, and we'll, mm-hmm. well, we've played these songs, what, for over a year now, Peter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, we just got around to recording them a couple months ago. Do, do do you go into the studio starting with the lyrics and then building out from there? Uh, no, we pretty much know exactly what we're going to do uh, all the way around. We know what the drums are going to sound like. We know what the guitars and all the synths are going to sound like. Um, so when we go into the studio, we have a really good idea. So so you, you can hear the music before you actually record it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's that's um, a remarkable talent and one that I wish I had, uh, and I'm sure many uh, people wish they had. 
right. Um, well, we're just, unfortunately, we are just about out of time here, and I'm sorry uh, for all of you people who uh, wrote in uh, with your questions, but uh, uh, you can follow them. Um, you can follow Polaris Rose, and the best. Well, where's the best place to go? Is it PolarisRose.com? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And when you release your album next Tuesday, when, where should people go? iTunes, Amazon, PolarisRose.com, Spotify, any, any place else? That's all the places I've ever been going. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be everywhere. Okay. And at some point, I hope there's going to be a release party. And if there is, let us know, and we'll see to it that everybody in Southern California finds out about it. Perfect. Terrific. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Maddie Elise and Peter Anthony, uh, Polaris Rose. And again, their album will be released Tuesday on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and their own website, PolarisRose.com. Be sure, like I say, be sure and let us know where the uh, when and where the release party is going to be, and uh, we will let everybody know. Right now, we have to take a break, and when we return, a rising young star with an angelic voice and a very bright attitude, Jessica Fleischer. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. You're listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan. And uh, we want to remind everybody about our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. SolarCity.com is the place to see where you can find out about getting your home or your business solarized for no money down. But better yet, give Tina a call at Solar City. That's 909-618-6937. Write this down, 909-618-6937. And tell her I sent you. Tell her Patrick sent you, Music Friday sent you, and she will give you a $250 discount on your order. Sometimes you just want to sit back and relax. Tap your feet, bob your head, and enjoy really good, sunny music that makes you feel happy. And sometimes you want sophistication, intelligent lyrics precisely blended with the music that wakes up your mind while it pleasures your ears. And sometimes you want the two together something very, very few musicians can do. Well, Jessica Fleischer can do it. Her debut album is so good that it feels familiar. When you hear it, your mind subconsciously tells you that this, this is music you've loved for a long, long time. It reminds you of the feeling you got when your favorite song came on the radio. Well, it's about to come on the radio because Jessica is here with us today. Jessica, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you so much, Patrick. That was a lovely little speech you just gave. <laughs> well, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it had the added advantage of being true, right? Well, now, that's, that's even better. Well, Jessica, I know you have been singing since you were a kid, and you grew up in a very talented uh, household, and you've been playing small venues around Southern California. How did you know that this was the time to do it, that this new EP, Lots of Love, was the time to step out? Well, the album, actually. I mean, I released the EP last year, but I just released the album right. a couple Pardon weeks me. ago. Right. Um, you know, it's just being an independent artist and recording an album and putting it out can be very can be a very long and difficult process. Um, but I've been working hard at it for a long time, and I just 
just um, the album was done for almost two years at this point, and it was just sort of a lot of hoop jumping, hoop jumping, and then I just um, decided I had to put it out, and so I did. Well, we're glad you did, and uh, here's a little piece of it. I think that's uh, probably apropos for what you just said about producing it. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I love that. That is an earworm. I, re- I really, really love that. Uh, that's one of those records or one of those albums and songs you can put on and just have going your whole day and makes you feel good. Uh, that album was produced, um, or was that album produced at uh, California Dream and Records uh, Studio? Yes at uh, Robert Schwartzman's studio. Um, He produced the album, and that song actually we did, we recorded it, I think, a year, a year and a half before we we recorded the rest of the album. Interesting. That was the first song we did together. Um, Yeah, and then we sort of decided it was a good fit musically, and, uh, but he was busy after... Uh, we had done that song. He was going to be going on tour, so he couldn't really commit to doing the album right away. But then when he got back and I hadn't made any other progress on making the album, he said, you know, let's do it. So we did. What's the the collaboration like between the two of you? Because he's a pretty strong presence. Yes, he is. Um, I found the musical collaboration was really strong and very fitting um, for our musical sensibilities. When we decided to make the record, I brought in about 16 demos of tracks that I had done on my own on my four-track, and I played them for him. And the way we kind of picked the 10 songs on the album was he said, you pick your top five that, like, you just absolutely have to have on the album. And then he picked his five and then, you know, I played them through for him live, and, you know, we sort of worked on the structure a little bit, and um, then we went into the studio and just did, recorded did, it. Did, does it take a while once you get into the studio? Is there a lot of um, uh, takes, or does it come out pretty quickly? Um, it came out with Robert very quickly. He works really fast, and I really like that about working with him. Um, in the studio, we recorded most of it in about a week. Um, but after that, it took a little, it took a little bit longer. There were a few overdubs that we had to do, and then he got busy. And so, um, but the actual process, if he, you know, if he hadn't have been busy, we would have gotten through it in a whole week, just hands down. But it, it, you know, it, it dragged on a little bit, but we did get. Most of it done in a week. I always find it amazing that that um, you can take creativity and sort of put it on hold and pick it up again. Uh, to me, that's uh, uh, that's a sign of somebody who's very creative, and it's also something I I couldn't possibly uh, do. Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, we're talking with Jessica Fleischer, and uh, you can talk with Jessica three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. Or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we're talking about her new album, Lots of Love. And I want to play another another piece from the, a new album, one of the ones that, that really puts a smile on my face. 
That's Sitting in a Box from uh, Jessica's new album. And I have to correct myself, the album is From the Start, not Lots of Love, although she's got lots of love, but it's From the Start. Jessica, where did the idea of Sitting in a Box come from? Um, you know, I, I remember the person that I wrote it about. Um, but I was also going through a phase where I was, well, I guess you could just call it a, a celibacy period, <laughs> where I was just not, like, interested in, you know, dating anyone or, and, you know, getting involved with anyone that wasn't um, something that was the real thing, I guess, you know, someone that was really worth it. And um, there was this one guy that I liked, but it just didn't end up working out during that time, and so I felt like I was sitting in a box. I guess is how is how it came to be. Well, I, I hope you're out of the box now, and you must be out of the box now because you're in the studio uh, <laughs> recording. <laughs> right. You know, the whole dating scene in Los Angeles or in my life in general is just way too perplexing, so I don't begin to understand anything anymore. Well, it gives you lots of material for songs, though. It does. It definitely does. There you go. Um, you list as one of your influences the Electric Light Orchestra, which is a name I don't hear very much or at all when I talk to musicians. Um, since their last album was released in 1986, which is considerably before you were born, how did you get familiar with the ELO? Um. Well, I think I was exposed to ELO when I was in seventh grade or something, and I the first song I heard was Telephone Line and then Strange Magic and Mr. Blue Sky. And somewhere around there, maybe it was before that, actually, my dad is friendly with Jeff Lynn. Um, oh. and they have mutual friends, and I guess that just made it, cooler because I've I've met him um but he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations I think his music is just unbelievable and he would he would be my first choice dream producer to work with <laughs> if we could if we could have those uh kinds of first choices wouldn't that be wonderful that um, would be wonderful with the the, the other interesting uh influence that you talk about is 60s girl groups uh any any ones in particular um yeah i, I love the shangri-las and the crystals the ronettes mm -hmm. the marvelettes um just so so yeah, where, where that did, music kills me so how, how did you get um exposed to them i guess i just sort of grew up listening to K-Earth 101 all the time. Oh, right, which is a a, a famous uh, Los Angeles radio station. Yes, um, yeah, okay. an oldies radio station. And I think, I don't know, it's just when you listen to your favorite music, it obviously, you know, sparks something inside of you. And I just, I that music just, it kills me. It destroys me inside. I love it. It's, it's so passionate and heartbreaking and also can be extremely fun and danceable and it's just they don't make music like that anymore well you do <laughs> well, I, I try but not too hard i you know don't want to be too throwbacky well, your um, your fans are beginning to wake up out there and email in. Uh, we have uh, 60 in Seattle uh, who wants to know, did you have uh, professional voice training? Um, I wouldn't say professional voice training. Before I went into the studio, I did have about three or four lessons, um, but it's not like I you know, had been doing it for years or all my life. I just sort of wanted to do the best that I could to prepare for what I was about to go into. But I would still love to do more voice training, honestly. Well, along those lines, uh, Tom Thumbs in New York wants to know if you've ever sung country western or have you ever thought about it because you have a country western voice. Do you have a country western voice? 
People tell me I have a twang all the time. Um, you know, I don't really have a any problem singing any kind of music as long as it's good and it's usually um music that I make that I sing, but I also love doing cover songs and you know, as long as it resonates with me and I like it then then I'll sing it. Well, it sure it sure shows when you do sing it. We'll take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back. I have to, to do a little bit of business. We're talking uh, with Jessica uh, Fleischer, and we're talking about her new album from the start. And while we're on a break, um, you know, hit the keyboards, call us in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven or musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we are back. You're listening to Music Friday. And we have with us um, Jessica Fleischer, who actually, if you want to find her, that's not how you want to look her up. So, Jessica, could you tell people how they find your record? Yes. Uh, you can go to my website, lotsoflovemusic.com, and um, you can stream it and buy it there. There's a link to iTunes, and there's all the social media uh, links that, you would need to find me, so please do and stay in touch. And, you, and you're you're known in the entertainment world as Lots of Love. Yes, that's the the name, the project name, I guess. That okay. You could, yeah, it was so my when, first when, band name, and I just kind of stuck with it as I put the album out instead of going by a just my, a singer songwritery name. Okay. So, um, and and. So when people want to find you or your music, they uh, they can Google Lots of Love or they can go to your website or all the various other places there are to get music these days. I'm going to play another, uh, an- another one. This is one that I really like a lot. Here we go. Okay, who is Mr. Mystery? <laughs> well, as you must know, Mr. Mystery is um, a yoga instructor. I actually wrote two songs about him. Um, it's So Hard is also about him. And he I guess he had a pretty big influence on me. Um, yeah, he's... Okay. I, mean, I could so, tell you so, his name, but then that would no, totally that's all right. be a mystery. <laughs> exactly right. So there, but what I was wondering there, if there really is a, a Mr. Mystery, and of course there is. Uh, we have there a. Is. There is, yes. Um, and there are references if you listen to the lyrics about, you know, being in yoga class. And, but you might not know that unless I told you, which I just did. No. So. You're exactly right. And now that you told me that It's So Hard is also about the yoga class... Um, I understand completely. Um, 
Okay. We, uh, we've got a, a bunch of emails here, and incidentally, you, uh, anybody can email in. They can email at um, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And uh, we've got one from Rasta in Tampa. And Tampa wants to know, how do you classify your music? Is it pop? Is it rock? Is it ballads? What do you call yourself? I call it retro pop rock. Whatever okay. that means. I mean, I don't know. As they say, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. So <laughs> it's, it's heard. really hard to to classify music with words. But, you know, people do it, and I guess that's how I've chosen to well, label Well, it. I like that. And, and And as soon as you said it, I understood exactly what you mean. And now I understand the uh, the influences that you talk about. It uh, it definitely works. Um, we've got a number of people who want to know where they can see you live. Uh, you have any uh, live uh, tours coming up? I don't. I've actually been so busy since I released my album. Um, I'm also self-publishing a children's book that I wrote, and that's happening and by the end of the month it'll be released i'm self-publishing it on uh create space and i've been very so after i put the album out which you know definitely took some time in preparation i just sort of shifted right to that and then once i finish that work i'll i'll get back to scheduling some shows um as far as touring i don't know exactly how that will happen but i would love to you know, to tour sometime soon. So if you stay in touch with me via all the social media um, outlets, then I can uh, keep you posted. Okay. So why don't you um, sort of tell everybody what social media, where they can go to keep in touch with you? Um, You can go, well, via Twitter or there's a Lots of Love Facebook page. Um, What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Lots of Love Music. Okay. And your Facebook page is is, uh, is Facebook is Lots of under, Love? I think maybe Lots of Love Band, but if you just um, search under pages sure. Lots of Love, I'm wearing a top hat in the picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you like <laughs> the Facebook page, then, um, you know, I, I keep updates on Twitter and the Facebook um and then there's just the the website, which you can always, you know, put uh, sign up on the email and keep okay. up to date. Well, tell me about the the children's book. Is is this um, related at all to music? Are some of those stories going to wind up being set to music, or is this totally a totally separate career? Um, you know, I don't know. I like to not think of anything as being completely separate, but which is actually a theme in the book. Um, eventually, I would love to do... Uh, the book is called Little Luna and the Universe, and I want it to be the first of a series of books. Um, so eventually, I'd love to also put out a children's album that's related to Little Luna and the Universe. Um, but right now... Just putting out the book and then getting back to focusing on music is my priority. But there's plenty of time to do everything. That's sort of my outlook, or at least the outlook I like to hold on to. No, I I, I think you're absolutely right. There is plenty of time to do everything. Uh, Luna, uh, little Luna, sounds like it might lend itself to lullabies as well as to uh, retro pop rock. So uh, we'll we'll wait and see uh, what happens uh, with that. Um, in the meantime, uh, let's go back to um, Mr. Mystery and It's So Hard, and actually all, all of your music. Do you start with lyrics and then work out from there, or do you hear the whole thing in your head? It's totally different every time. I love that question because I think it's really interesting, but there's no real, there's no one answer. Um, it's so hard. The melody came to me in a dream, and it, I woke up sort of with it in my head, and the lyrics were completely, 
sometimes if a melody comes into my head, you just, or your head, you just sort of come up with temporary lyrics just so you can kind of put the melody to something so you have a way of remembering it, um, which I did with It's So Hard, and then you end up, you know, once you like the melody, then you're kind of like, oh, what is this song about? And then you start writing the lyrics. Um, but sometimes, like with Mr. Mystery, I think I heard the whole, I think I actually heard it in yoga class, too, in my head, the whole um, chorus or the melody, and I knew that I wanted to call it Mr. Mystery, but I hadn't figured out exactly, you know, the lyrics. Or sometimes I'll just sit down and um, the whole thing will just fly out of me like the first time I sit down at the piano. I mean, not the whole song, but, you know, enough where it's like, oh, I have a song, and I didn't just before I sat down at the piano. So it's, um, it's a wide range. Interesting, because uh, I, you know, I interview lots of musicians, and most of them tell me that it that they start with something and then work out from there. I don't talk to very many people who say there's multiple influences, that, which is probably why you have such a, a wonderful range in in uh, your work. We have a. Um, an interesting email here from Mike D. in St. Louis, and he, he comments, a song about yoga that's not spiritual. Now, that's what I call creativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. Thank I, you. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess. Uh, well, no, I, I, I agree with him there, because, you know, when you say yoga, you, you immediately think of ethereal uh, Tibetan throat singing music uh and uh, that that you could take take out not one but two songs out of that that uh, are anything but i think is definitely uh uh creativity um we've well, got thank uh, you. i do i do agree with on the mr mystery front but there are some subliminal spiritual lyrics in it's so hard well i'll have to listen closer. you'll have to listen and see if you can pick up on them all right, you, you, um, you hear that, Mike D. in St. Louis? But, uh, but not to... obviously, just, you but, know, you have to listen. Well, Mike, Mike uh, in St. Louis, you're going to have to get the album and listen very carefully because we can't play it again because we're out of time. And I want to say oh, thank dear. you so much for being with us, uh, Jessica. Lots of love. Thank you so much for having me and stay in touch, uh, oh. you and everybody. And we will do that. We will do that. Uh, you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan on the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates around the country. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Program is produced by Fairness Radio Productions at the Cyber Station USA Studios in Quincy, Massachusetts, and the Music Friday Radio Studio in Los Angeles, California. And you can download this and other Fairness Radio programs at CyberStationUSA.com or at BlogTalkRadio.com. And don't forget our website, MusicFriday.NationBuilder.com, and that's where you can tell us who you want to have on the air. Tune in next week. We're going to have Sal Santana with us. And right now we're going to listen to a little bit of When I See You. Goodbye, everybody. Faster. Oh.